Hey everybody, welcome back to Joe on Joe. This is the only podcast where we watch every episode of G.I. Joe, a real American hero, in sequential order and comment on it mystery science style. I'm very, very happy to have everyone back this week because not only are we watching just a, just, wow, just a rough, rough episode, but because of that, I needed I needed a strong co-host with me this week. I needed uh, someone who's a super talent, who knows a lot about uh, pop culture and comics and telling stories. Uh, and uh, he's a creator himself. And most of all, he's a friend. Please welcome to the show, Dylan Campbell. Dylan, welcome to Joe on Joe. Yo, Joe. Now, I... I don't know if you've watched this episode prior to us starting here, Dylan, but it is called Metal Heads Reunion. Did you happen to give it a a, a browse? I no, I d- I wanted it to be fresh. Good, so I, I'm glad I, because you okay. probably would have canceled this interview. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Joe, really? I'm, I'm came up. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I can't make it. Um, <laughs> oh, static. It's too crazy. So yeah. So we're going to talk more about that later, but I just needed all the listeners to know it's Metalheads reunion. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about there, but first we're going to start talking about with Dylan Campbell. Dylan, you're the writer, you're the artist, you're the, I think you do everything. I think you do, uh, colors and, uh, letters, right? On yeah. Your, on your comic yeah. book, on the yep. comic book, scared by the bell. Tell us a little bit about scared by the bell. So Scared by the Bell is a comic about uh, – it's about a kid named Peter starting a brand new middle school full of monsters because we all know middle school is full of monsters. True. But, but he has uh, you know vampires, cyborgs, uh, werewolves, girls, all the scary stuff. So, <laughs> the last one being the scariest when you're in school. Right, exactly. So it's pretty zany. It's, it's a crazy world. It's all about like – making friends and meeting people who are really different and scary at first, but maybe they're not so different and, but hopefully a lot of fun and zany and whimsical along the way. It's completely charming. Uh, oh, good. I, I really enjoy it. I've known you for a few years now. Uh, I know that you, you took classes at Jim Higgins as making comic class, which we've talked about a lot on the show before. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. That was the, um, that I want, I always want to do comics, but I never thought I was good enough. I was like, oh, I can't draw like Todd McFarlane, so I, I just won't do it. And um, then I took that class. It was at Meltdown at the time. Yep. And um, I wasn't even going to draw. I was just going to write. And I was like, oh, I'll hire some artist in Brazil off DeviantArt. And he starts uh, going through the comics and kind of – expanding my definition of what comics was and i think he showed us like gabrielle bell comic which is a pretty indie she's a popular does a lot of like slice of life autobiography stuff Mm -hmm. so it's like oh well you can draw a comic like that (laughs) i don't have to be like jim lee on the x-men and draw everything super hyper realistic and so i did it and it was the we did like a little 12 page mini comic and it was like the best it's like finding uh meeting like a it's like falling in love. You're like, oh, that's it. That that kind of hits all the right buttons. This is all I want to do. And so then that started this project, and that's what you've been kind of focusing on. Yeah, so I did that, and then I kind of did some little one-pagers for a while just to kind of get my confidence up, and then I started to get restless, and I was like, I'm just going to start the book, and then, yeah, well, I just kind of slowly been... Aesthetic- aesthetically, you're... Um... I've, I've really enjoyed your the progress in your style. 
because it is uh, very, very charming, and it is very um, um, current. It's very modern, and that's it's that open that open cartoon style. Do you know what I'm saying? Where there's not a lot of it's it's more like a it's more like a cartoon come to a comic book page. Yeah, would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, and and I love it. I think it looks it looks so good, and to see that you're doing the colors and do everything is is really great. Oh, thanks. Yeah, the colors. I'm surprised how much I really enjoyed just the coloring process because at first I was just doing black and white and I was like, oh, I don't know how to do colors. But then I, again, I took another class mm -hmm. and I slowly learned. So that's the great thing about the web, right, is you can kind of iterate. You can be like, oh, here's what it is so far. And then once you want to update it, you can yes. add more. And, and then because I was out for like a year and then eventually after I'd redone it a little bit, I was like, OK, let's do a print like a baby print run. That's so, And that's what's so great also about like life and learning in general, you don't have to learn everything at once. You don't start as a master. You don't start right. as, as Rembrandt. Uh, it's okay to look at it and go, I need to learn how to draw feet and then, right. just, and then just draw better feet. You know, looking at you, Rob life. Yeah. I'm looking at you like, <laughs> earlier, earlier when you said, I don't draw like Todd McFarlane. So I'm going to quit. I'm like, I wish half the guys in the nineties said that. Said um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like just, there's these, it's, it's those little wins. It's saying, oh man, I'd love to learn how to letter better. You know what? Yeah. There is literally a way to do that. There is, yeah. there are the steps that I can take to educate myself on how to be a better letterer for comic yeah. books. Like it's so cool and so important and you're, it's never, never too late to start trying that stuff. Uh, that is Absolutely. a major reminder. I think a lot of people, myself included, you get like vapor locked into, well, maybe I'm not as young as that guy, or I'm not as old as that guy, or, you know, like I'm not that age of this thing, or I haven't done this yet. So I'll just stay where I'm at and be happy with what I'm doing. And, right. and, and that works for some people, but if you do want more, if you do want to do different things, if you want to learn other things, just start doing it. Yeah. And I'm a big advocate of, um, I like, there's this thing called the Pomodoro method where you, you set a timer for 25 minutes and you just do whatever you're working on for 25 minutes. And it's like, you can do anything for 25 minutes. So even if I'm just sitting there staring at the page, it's like, well, I'm doing a Pomo. And it's I, when I first started, I just, I was like, well, I'm going to do one a day. And then after a year, I was like, man, I'm almost done. I'm almost done with the first issue. Wow. So it really, because it's so easy, you're right, to kind of look at it all at once and go, oh, I'll never get there. But if mm -hmm. it's just 25 minutes, you're sort of like tricking yourself. I mean, if you jogged for 25 minutes a day, I'd lose like 25 pounds. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'd, so, also, I'd also be very far from home. Right. <laughs> You're like, I'm in yeah. China. I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm just going to jog. I didn't say I was going to jog and come back. I'm just going to keep, keep running in one direction. <laughs> so where can people find this? I know you have a website called scaredbythebell.com. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you're also on Instagram and Twitter at, at Dylan Draws Draws. So Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, and then the word draws twice. Mm -hmm. uh, you're also available on Comic Central, which is a, that's a digital app, and your hard copies in some stores in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, so I have a small distributor um, in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it's the Emerald City or Emerald Comics distribution. So yeah, I'm in like um floating world comics in portland shout and, out floating world 
Yeah, yeah. Push pull in Seattle and Comics Dungeon in Seattle and yeah, it's pretty cool. She does like these you can follow her on Instagram. It's like Emerald Comic Distro and she'll tag, she'll be like, Hey, I just dropped off all these comics, so it's neat to go, Oh hey, look, there's my comic alongside some other people. That's awesome. So shout out to Emerald Comics Distro. We'll we'll uh, we'll tag him on this. Yeah, she's great. She's great. What's her name? Her name's Ann Bean, A-N-N-E Bean, and awesome. uh, she's been around for like a, a little over a year. So, but she just she works her butt off. She's yeah, she up there in Seattle and driving down to Portland. And well, that's what you know. that's what doing the things you love results in. You, that's what yeah. you're, that's what you've been doing. You've been working your butt off. That's what she's been doing. She's been working her butt off. You know, podcasters they work their butt off. Like every when you when you find the thing that you love, that's the thing you want to do. And so it ends up being quote working your butt off, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's the chase in life to find the thing you want to do. Yeah, I agree. And you, uh, I can't imagine how much work you put in these podcasts, man. Yeah. So, bravo. Oh, thanks man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a labor of love. As we say. Yeah. Now you also wrote some s- comic stuff and, and, and I, I don't, I think it was for, didn't you do like Marvel file cards or something for? Uh, yeah. So something. Yeah. Called... Tell us. And I mean, that's not a lead. And I literally kept blanking exactly what it was, but I remember. No, no, I wrote, well, you, I, it's funny. Cause like I wrote, it was, I was working for like a company that was a vendor of Disney. Right. Okay. And so they had to, it was all marketing. They repurposed the, it was Avengers assemble that first animated, yeah. uh, which I thought was that really was a, good. That was a really good show. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, when mm-hmm. that came. And so it was called, the, when it was Avengers Assemble, it was called the Fury Files. And they're like, oh, we want like Nick Fury kind of doing like these little, you know, dossiers on like the heroes, like who they are, what their background is, what they can do, almost like open up a file on Fury's <laughs> computer. And um, so it kind of cobbled together all the... I had to like watch every single episode and go, we should use these shots and this is what they should say. And um, it was really fun. Some of them were like one minute, some of them like three to five minutes. I think you can find them on YouTube, Fury Files. And um, But I remember I told you at Golden Apple, you're like, oh, did you do the comic? And I was like, what? And they got somebody to, they like just transcribed them for the comic, but they credited whoever transcribed them. Oh, no. Yeah. And the guys I worked for told Disney, they're like, you could have given our guy credit. His name's on all the scripts. Yeah. (laughs) So you literally wrote it and they just, it's the the typist, the the typesetter, the typesetter at the printing house got credit. Yeah, because I'd look at him like, yeah, these are all my words. Who, who is this guy? Oh Uh, my gosh. That is crazy. Yeah. But it's fun. Whatever, you know. And that guy's name was Dan Slott. <laughs> Dan, see that people might not like Dan for some reasons, but I have a whole personal reason. <laughs> well, let's talk some GI Joe now. What's your history and background with uh, a real American hero? Man, GI. So my mom, growing up, right? She's kind of strict, kind of Christian upbringing, so I couldn't Where, watch. Uh, what part of the world? Here in California, Tustin in Orange Tustin, County. Okay. So I was I was homeschooled and um, I couldn't watch stuff with like magic. So like no He-Man, Got no it. Smurfs. Um, but I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I'll just watch GI Joe and Transformers. So and she de- was like, yeah. definitely the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon was out. No Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I couldn't play that. Like so, people talk about it now. I'm like, that sounds like I would really like that. I never <laughs> played that. <laughs> 
Um, but I was totally allowed to watch that. So I watched like Spider-Man and his amazing friends, GoBots, GI Joe, Transformers. That was, that was my jam. Oh, that's very cool. So were you primarily a cartoon guy or did you have the toys or, and, or read the comic book? Oh yeah. So toys, I still have them in, uh, as many as I didn't, you know, lose over the years by having a shoebox in pieces. And I remember my dad showing me how to unscrew them and put in a new rubber band. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, no, I had, I love the toys. I remember when my sister, my baby sister was born, my mom got me Zartan for, so that I wouldn't feel left out, you know? (laughs) Here, the rest of your life is gonna, you know, you're going to be sharing your entire life, but you get a shape changing mercenary. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) And that's pretty cool. And again, I was like, this guy, (laughs) Yeah, and he came with the sled and everything. It's pretty great. it It was like a deluxe. G.I. Joe. Yeah, that's a pretty great present. Yeah, so. Yeah, and then I read the com. I have a bunch of the comics because um, I just would get them on newsstands or like drugstores or my mom would buy stuff at um, Pick and Save. They had like those little three comics in one mm-hmm. where it's like one on the front, one on the yeah. back. And the yeah, yeah, one. yeah, in the in the little plastic bag. Yeah, so I every Christmas I always those. got lots of those. I love those. We used to get those at um, Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah. And it would just be a search to figure out what that middle book was because then that Uh was the one that was going to tip the scales because, like, I had this one. I don't have this one. Hold on. Yeah. (laughs) What's this other one? What's this middle one? Yeah. Avengers West Coast 7. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Right. You're like, oh, perfect. Yeah, or you'd get, like, two parts of a three-parter, and then you would go decades before you finally got that final part of the story. Right. That's what's so like I talk to people all the time now. They're like, oh, I'm a trade raider. I like to read the whole story. I'm like, wow, I just I don't think I ever. Yeah. Read well, the whole story until like last year. Well, those, of any Those packs were just that was just surplus. It was just like dollar yeah. books that you would have at your comic shop now. But at the time, distributors, um, it, beca- because the market was different, like the, it wasn't right. um, the, the onus was more on you could return things that so the onus was on the distributors and Marvel. So the the comic shops wouldn't be stuck with these unsold books. The distributors slash Marvel would. So then they would sell it to either the distributor or whoever was doing those packaging. And then they would just rando make those three packs, six packs, whatever they were. And that's how they'd get rid of them. But it was, it's that overstock just shifted into the quarter bins. Oh, got it. Got uh, it. You know, like, you know, like uh, socially, that's what became of those books. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, what are you reading today? Anything fun? So I, I'm a big, um, I keep, I, I feel like I'm a bit of an omnivore when it comes to everything. Like I, I just, uh, I read, uh, on the newsstand. So for Marvel, I'm reading Immortal Hulk. Mm, so good. Which I really like. It's yeah. So good. I really like Highest it. recommendation for the Immortal Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, and the pitch would basically be like, oh, imagine if they did the TV show from the seventies. Yeah. In a comic, but had a horror bent to mm-hmm. it like oh that sounds awesome it's and um, it and it is absolutely yeah is. so i'm reading that i started reading conan just because you know i'm like oh sure conan yeah, Jason Jason Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. yeah i liked i like everything he's ever yeah, done literally and everything yeah i was taught i was thinking i was like god what if i read of jason Aaron's that i did not like and i couldn't really i can't really think of it I mean, even at his like mediocre, he's like, well, that was good. I mean, well, I think like his Avengers stuff now is 
is obviously that's a title that has going to have a lot of uh, people telling, pulling strings and needing to go certain directions for the franchise. Right. And even that is really, really readable and good. You know, is it? Yeah. It's yeah. It's really solid. Um, and then I, I got the Marvel unlimited thing. So I was reading some, uh, secret invasion right now. Cause nice. I never read that. Yeah. And then I'm reading a bunch of like manga. I'm reading a Vinland saga, which is really cool. Vi- speaking of DNA, a Viking manga. Okay. Which is re- really, really good. That's kind of neat. Like yeah. the Viking culture filtered through the Japanese mindset. Yeah, no, like, it's through, like through, Japanese, Japanese like storytelling, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So it's all set, you know, back in the day, and so it's called Vinland, which was their word for America, supposedly. Oh, yeah, it's very good. He's a great draftsman. So you can't read too much of that stuff because that's another one. You're like, oh, I'll never be that good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, there's, it's that fine balance between art where you look at it and you go, wow, that inspires me to make my own art, and then you look at some things and go, wow, that inspires me to never pick up to a never, pencil yeah. again because i will right. never do anything like that <laughs> like sean murphy like all that oh yeah thing, right? oh, yes yes yeah, he was cool. sharing some um like uh details from his uh from doing his pencil work like behind the scenes stuff and uh-huh. just the amount of time and detail that he was putting into the backgrounds on that white knight series was crazy because you're like it's yeah. it's never going to reproduce no one's ever going to appreciate it as much as the time he's putting in but right but on the whole, though, you see the whole aesthetic is elevated. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so key for artists to remember is that it may not be of um, you know, whatever it is that, that that building that you're that you're putting the detail on in the background. It may yeah. not be the centerpiece of the picture. No one's ever going to email you and go, man, that building, that brick looked amazing. Right. But right. when you do it enough, the aesthetic on the whole page is just elevated to such an extent that it, it, it takes your the rest of the work with it. I think it's really important. It's lost a little bit from, in my opinion. Yeah, that's probably because it's like good production design or good sound design on a TV show. It just, mm-hmm. you don't notice it, but you notice it if it's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you notice, yeah absolutely. Um, on the movie Aquaman, which we don't need to get into like review stuff on it, but I thought the sound design was actually jarringly off. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, well, when you see it, I I don't mean to spoil it or ruin it for you, but, you know, whether you liked it or didn't like it, I didn't love it, but there was something about, like, the sound cues and and the the musical stingers that I just felt, I was like, what is going on with this movie? Like, there's there's a lot of it that just seemed off to me. Um, And that would be, at at the minimum, that'd be a case where it stood out, whether or not you may have liked it or not, but, like, it made itself known more than probably it should have. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. But that's a perfect example of what we're talking about. Well, today, speaking of making itself known that it probably shouldn't have, (laughs) Metalhead's grandma returns, guys. (laughs) Um, So we're watching an episode called Metalhead's Reunion, and it is about literally – it's a high school reunion. um, And, um, yeah, and Cobra hijinks. It absolutely feels to me like a, a layover from the first season of a holdover, really, of the first season from the DIC episodes. It, it is, I mean, it is a sort of a sequel to Deadpool's Deadpool. Metalhead and Deadpool are the same character to me. They're both ridiculous, and I don't like them. <laughs> um, Metalhead, you'll, as you'll see, Dylan is is the lead character. He's like the Cobra uh, missile launcher guy, and um, in the first season of this this DIC era his grandmother came over from the old country 
and oh, and helped it's like Tony Soprano's mom exactly, thing. and she helped the Cobras like organize and get super efficient and defeat of course, the G- of course she did and defeat the GI <laughs> Joe team, and um on a on a cheesecake like like a cheeky level, I love it, right on, on a level of really. I, I hate it. So, right. uh, but she returns this episode. So, uh, right. in the spirit of positivity, I love it. That's funny. But in the spirit of having to watch it, it's painful. <laughs> like, uh, what? What was this? Joe Pesci's mom in Goodfellas? Well, she oh, was yeah. like, well, you know, yeah. One dog goes one way, and the other dog looks the other way. Right. It's, it's <laughs> in the middle going, what about me? I'm going to watch that today now. Just it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we start the episode, everyone, while you're online checking out uh, Dylan Campbell's Scared by the Bell, it's scaredbythebell.com and Twitter and Instagram at Dylan Draws Draws. You want to follow me at Joe on Joe Pod. That's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You want to go to, uh, you want to send me an email to Joe and Joe pod at gmail.com. Let me know either a, what you think of the show B if you want to be a guest on the show, we got just a couple episodes left before we are wrapping up for, uh, this iteration of the show. And, you know, just drop me a line and let me know what your thoughts on GI Joe are. I love hearing from fans all over the world. And we're first going to hear from our sponsor dreamer comics podcast. Joe and Joe listeners know that I love comic books, G.I. Joe, pop culture, and my wife and dogs are pretty great too. I also love learning how people get to where they're at and where they're going. All of that comes together over at the Dreamer Comics Podcast, except for my family stuff. That'd be really weird. Omar Spahi interviews someone from the comic industry every episode, and they break down the journey that creator took to get from reading comics to creating them. Comic luminaries like Jim Valentino, Ross Ritchie, Kyle Higgins, and so many more can be found at dreamercomicspodcast.com or find them anywhere you get your podcasts. Everyone has a dream. Learn how to make yours a reality. And we're back. Dylan, get ready. We're going to hit play on Metalheads Reunion. I'm ready. Listeners, thank you so much. And uh, get your DVDs ready. It is on disc three of season two. Metalheads Reunion here we go. This is season this two? Is se- well, so it's technically season four, sort oh, of. okay. But they did two seasons with Sunbow, and, and then they did the movie, and then there was like a couple-year hiatus between the actual production, and then they came back with this other production company, and so oh, okay. this is sort of like season two of the DIC stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. But also if you, yeah, look, yeah. it's hard to go also by seasons with GI Joe because technically it started as a five episode miniseries back in um, what? 83. Oh, wow. And then, and then they did it five episodes in 84 and then they did the, the show started in 85. Right. So, do those count as the first season, the second season and the third season, you know, like, I don't, you know, it's a little weird. It's a little wonky. Yeah. To, to say seasons with G.I. Joe. Um, but we've got Captain. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Captain. I think it's one where you like spun it and it would go up in yes. the air. You like, yeah, pulled it, it out. It actually, it actually like flew up in the air, which is why like yeah. it has the rotors in the cartoon. They have the, um, like the circle around it. Yeah, around it's enorm- it. You're right. You only really need on the toys so that kids don't poke their eyes out. Right, right. But they they drew it on the cartoon, so it always looks a little 
a little strange. Um, so the kids won't be like, wait, that's different than mine. Yeah. So this is Captain Gridiron, and and he's uh, he's talking to his friend Susan here, and she coded this um, the tank with this. Un- it's like XLR XL something coding, right? This is the same plot line they've used at least twice on this show. Oh, we're, really? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to we're going to the, the credits here, and and at least two different episodes, like story arcs, has GI Joe come up with a coding or damage resistant something that Cobra wants to steal. Ah, well, it would be useful. It would be, but like, it's just. When can we stop recycling the plots, guys? Yeah, it's funny <laughs> like, that they were like the showrunners, like you know, we should we should do a coding thing again. Yeah, like hey, Let's- yeah, it's like it's like someone keeps they keep repainting their own house at home, and they're I got an wait, idea. are they different colors? Yeah. The coding, yeah, Just sell yeah. new toys, right? Exactly. It may you know what? Maybe actually that was part of the thinking. That's actually not a terrible idea. I bet. I got to be bet. honest. Yeah, because because one... I remember there were different planes. Like there was like planes. They're like, oh, now they've got tiger stripes on them. You're exactly right. And one of the ones that that I th- I count in this is Dragonfire, which okay. which what which was a toy release. They did like um, snake looking. So it's written by Steve Weiss and Paul Deal. They did um, snake looking um, versions of the truck of the of the vehicles. They called them Dragonfire. It was how they started the DIC run. And those were like alternate versions of the same toys. Right. And that was like a special empowered coding. And then there was one uh, from the Sunbow ones where they did uh, the coding and it uh, blanking on the exact uh, title of the episode. But basically it, it caused the armor to get fragile. Oh. So it worked, but that only worked for so long. Uh, right. And, and so that's essentially the plot of this too. They have a coding. But now we get to go to a high school reunion on a uh, boat on a boat for uh turns out that captain gridiron went to high school with metalhead of course he did of course he did <laughs> now <laughs> if you also remember captain gridiron going back to the football playing episode Dylan you wouldn't know this but listeners uh, going back to the episode where Joe's played football against Cobra, I remember that episode you were too? I heard it on the podcast yeah. oh yeah so Captain Gridiron <laughs> I remember that episode yeah I was he, like dude I feel like I saw that he played in that episode there was a uh, was it a range viper I think Suzanne, there was a viper that like played against him in I think it was college football so uh-huh. does that make Captain Gridiron the most connected to Cobra soldiers yeah, like, like he, I would be looking very heavily at Captain Gridiron. Yeah, to be turned, he could be turned. To be a He's turn like a code, if that's where I'm going with this, Dylan. Yeah, because yeah. he has multiple connections. <laughs> multiple. We connections. should have a web comic where we just take screenshots and we write a whole new story where it's like actually he was working against GI Joe the whole time. You know what? Here's the story. One, I love that. That's not a bad idea. That is what John Byrne does with Star Trek. Have you seen those John Byrne Star Trek comics? No, I keep. I've heard of them. Yeah, he's got his Star Trek photo comic. Yeah, thing. he pulls high res images from the original series, and he Photoshop manipulates them so that they all look like they're concurrent and happening in the same episode. And he tells brand new stories with the original series, guys. That's so crazy. I know. And is it where are they? I. I mean, yeah, it's uh, for Star Trek fans. Yeah, I'm I'm not yeah. that big of a Trek fan. I love Burn, but I actually like his art more. 
You know, like, right, like right. that that combination doesn't uh, draw me to it. But I yeah. I love the idea of it. I think it's freaking great. You know, I think it's just absolutely delightful. I want to see a comic book with uh, Metalhead's grandma here. Right. Just. Just so a this one, is her, yeah, right? yeah, oh, ju- ju- that yeah. Her? That's her. Yeah, just a one shot of uh, you know, Grandma on the go. GI Joe colon Grandma on the loose. That's what I want to see. Yes, Grandma. Throw Grandma from the. Uh... Throw Grandma. Throw Grandma from uh, from the mauler. <laughs> yeah, we have to stream yeah. together all the. Yeah, throw Grandma from. from throw Grandma, grandma got from, run over by uh, the sky striker. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I want. That's what I want to see. So who we got? Yeah, those metalheads. He's such a yeah. <laughs> this is just it's it's just it's not an interest. Why would a high school reunion plot be interesting to young children? Um, legit question. Yeah. And and okay, we just heard that. <laughs> Why won't you give me the formula? Yeah. He's needy. Yeah. Um, Metalhead, that's classified well, information. So, sorry, let me try to spit this out here. Captain Gridiron knows he's a wanted terrorist. Right. Why is he not arresting him on site? It, well, it's like um, hospitality laws. And like, <laughs> there are the maritime laws that are on the yeah, water. Yeah, they can't when you're in the um, <laughs> under the roof of your host, yes. you can't attack them. Yeah. It's same high school reunion. High school reunion rules. Yeah, it's it's that it's the same uh, it's the same line of legal thinking that the Dukes of Hazard followed. If you could get into Hazard County, you could you had to stop chasing them. Right. Even it's though, like yeah, you're like oh, you're on sacred ground. Yeah, you knew it was the Duke boys. You knew where they lived. You knew exactly where they worked, who they were, where their sister worked, or their cousin, and but you couldn't ever arrest them unless you caught them literally red-handed driving around town. Right. It's yeah. just not done that way. Yeah. You're right. So that's right. what's happening here. So Gridiron's like, I know you're literally wanted by probably Interpol and uh, various uh, various international courts, but because in the spirit of 10 years past graduation... What's going on? We're right. going to let it slide. We're going to let bygones be bygones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's awesome. So now Cobra's, uh, they've they've hooked the boat and they're stealing it. Because what Cobra wants is they want to get this uh, the recipe for that coating and they want to get it in her purse. Oh, she's got it in her purse. Yeah, she accidentally. But don't take the purse. Take. Yeah, she brought on a disc. The boat. Yeah, and early on, this was hilarious. She remembered, oh, my God, I forgot that disc. I have that disc, and it's on me. And, like, in a, just the worst foreshadowing ever, Gridiron's like, ah, don't worry about it. It's one of those nice floppy discs. Yeah, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, a super top secret thing that's no longer in a secure position. What could possibly go wrong? Right, right, right. She's yeah. like, I was concerned, and the guy's like, no, no, no. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> you're, you're good. It's, it's, a, it's one of those, like, me too moments of, like, yeah, don't worry, your pretty little head. Right. Aren't you like women, Actually, women and their concerns? <laughs> We're going to commercial. Be right back. Today's file card features on the G.I. Joe Havoc driver, codenamed Cross Country. His file name is Robert M. Blaze. His primary military specialty is armor. Secondary military specialty is heavy equipment operator. His birthplace, Greensboro, North Carolina. Cross Country's father was a bulldozer operator and his mother drove a grader. You might say he was born to drive big yellow things that run on diesel. 
Coupled with his natural affinity for heavy machinery, his uncanny sense of direction and fearlessness under fire make him the man you want at the controls, whether you're riding into a hairy situation or trying to get out of one. He's a qualified expert with heavy laser cannon, the M16A2, the M250 Cal, the MG and 45 Cal auto pistol. Quote, Crankcase might be a wild man behind the wheel of his striker, but cross-country will steer that havoc of his across terrain that would break both axles of the RTV. Of course, a tracked vehicle is a natural advantage, but it's cross-country's talent for sensing the most favorable grade, the shallowest mud, and the firmest sand that makes the difference. All right, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, guys. It's cross-country, the problematic G.I. Joe character. Why is he problematic? Because he's smiling. I'm just kidding. No, he's got the uh, Confederate stars and bars on. He's wearing the Confederate hat. And I'm just going to say this. Today's climate, I don't think it'd be a great idea for this toy to come out like this. And even putting on the lens of the time, you're essentially wearing uniforms of uh, a military that fought against the U.S. So not getting into the conversation, but it's just he's a good Southern boy. We, we appreciate that. Now, the way he was portrayed on the cartoon was fabulous. He had a very upbeat personality and uh, really delightful. And of course, the Havoc, his toy, was great. It was like a giant tank of a bus that had huge cannons. Of course, the, the driver's seat was, uh, or well, actually, technically it wasn't the driver's seat. It was kind of like the main gunner seat, but was above the canopy. And so just someone, whoever's sitting there, is just getting shot in the chest constantly. And it had the hovercraft in the back. I would say update the look cross-country. But big respect to what you drove and who you were. And so, Robert M. Blaze, we salute you. Yeah, Metalhead, in case, you, in case you didn't understand it, let me explain to you exactly what she's trying to say with this with this super coating here. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, Grunt. He's about to die. I mean, he, oh, he that's an awesome move, though. His, uh, yeah. He was parachuting into... Uh, the uh into the like undersea terror drone basically yeah and in order to ha uh hasten his drop he actually cut loose from the parachute and fell faster i like that little bit of physics i like that a lot yeah xr 75 armor yeah so again corporate just wanting more armor you know i feel like yeah a stream's voice is it the same it is, uh, it is chris lotta yep uh, yep yep the late great chris lotta uh destro's face is just too normal looking yeah it's yeah. It, and and when they give him that there's like a weird outline around his face which i'm sure was for the animators to just animate that portion of his face uh-huh it makes it look even weirder because it makes it look like he's wearing like a silver cutout on yeah. his face yeah um granny here though I, listen though this is why i like granny she just she punches out her grandson she she doesn't take it no she's, she's like grandma yeah, she's like listen you know boys are gonna be boys mercenaries are gonna be mercenaries but you got to treat people with respect right exactly I, yeah also she's got four teeth yeah she's um is it like a hillbilly kind no, of no 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 she's um she's like uh eastern european Oh, okay. okay. So he's like from, you know, I don't know, like wherever Borat was from. You know, like that kind of uh, Eastern right. European, yeah. This way. They secured the they secured the uh the little video. Ooh, Captain Gridiron reaching for her hand and like a romantic yeah. let's that was a quick little romantic interlude moment. Yeah. That's exciting. 
He has a like a football sized nuke on his leg. He does. Those. That's a grenade. It's a, foot, oh, okay. it's a football oh, shape. He's a football player. Because he's an ex football player. Yeah, Captain Gridiron. Yep. He's an ex. Which we've we've made the joke before in this that like at one point he had to go to the requisition department and be like, I need you to make me new grenades, shaped like a football. And they 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 must have been like, yeah, but the tooling and the manufacturing of that would cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Like I don't care. Right, I can't I, throw them. I can't throw it unless it's shaped like right. a football. But can't you can't you use the same grenade that every other soldier uses? No, I can't. No. I can't. And I need green M and M's. Yes, also green M and M's, and and Van Halen to play at every inauguration. <laughs> yeah. So this really is Granny Part Two. Right. Yeah, and that's that's why this isn't as between the plot being recycled and it's just being a you know special mission of granny it's hard it's hard that's that's what was there a granny toy no god no i wish i wish i'm sure someone they would spend much, this much time and go you know what let's do more granny well you know what two things make me think this um either a and i and i didn't cross-reference this maybe i can find it out while we're chatting uh either a there was really good feedback about granny Right. She tested well. Yeah, she tested really well on the first time. Uh, or B, it was just the uh, the writers were like, just so enamored with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's the, So Granny Dearest, which was the first time she appeared, uh, it was written by Chris Weber and Karen Wilson. Okay. And this one was written by Steve Weiss and Paul Dell. So uh, not even the same writers. Right. So, yeah, that's a choice. Can you imagine? That's so funny. Like, they, they're, like, in the writer's room. They're like, you know, do you guys remember Granny Visits? Do you guys remember? <laughs> Could, wait, imagine if we... Oh, he's crossing his fingers. Yeah. Oh, he's a big liar. Cobra Commander, you're such a liar. That's so funny. Had, um, and I those had... discs are, are just amazingly large. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're the good old days. Yeah. Did you? Well, what was your? Uh, so, what was your uh, early like computer stuff like? I we we had the big old floppy. I had like Windows uh, three point one. Did you have like a Commodore sixty four? Uh, like, maybe. Was your, what was your first computer? It was like a well, the yeah computer. I don't remember. What, it was Windows. I remember, and it was mm-hmm. like Windows three point one. I don't remember the kind of computer it was though. I had a Packard. It was like DOS. Packard, Packard Bell. Oh, and it ran, yeah, it ran, it ran Windows, yeah, like three point whatever. And it had that game with the mines. Minesweeper. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, listen, man, Minesweeper has survived the test of time. Yeah. Minesweeper still, still a valid way to kill time. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I remember playing that a lot. I still find floppy disks. Like when I'm going through boxes, I'm like, God, I wonder. What's uh, on that? I want to say it was it was definitely in the two thousands. Um, my window, I'm, I was running Windows XP because I remember that being the the operating system, and I and I did load up an old five and a quarter inch drive, and I and I and I pulled all the old floppies that I had from my parents' house, and I tried to do tried to get them to operate, and a lot of them worked. Oh wow! Most of them had uh, missing. Uh, like corrupted data on it, you know. Yeah. Even, even though they were stored, to be honest, they were stored fine. Like I, I, you know, shocker. 
a collector whose comics and keeps his toys in mint condition would keep his discs also in pretty good shape. But right, uh, right. yeah, they they were all in really good shape except two two a one. Most of them had like it, it was some kind of file corruption. So I would like I was doing my best to get them all ripped onto hard drives and then try to emulate them. And uh, I got a few games to run, like the old Punisher game. Oh wow! Yeah, um, I got that to run. I got the old X Men games to run. And wow! Spider Man. Uh huh. Um, all for like PC, circa 1989. Roger Rabbit. I got to run. That was definitely uh-huh. from like 89, 90. Uh, yeah. But then that was the last time I ever I ever spooled up a five and a quarter. It probably was like 2002, something like that. Oh wow! Yeah. I, I used to keep the boxes. You remember the boxes that came in? Like they would come in big, you know, like way oversized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, and you would store them in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so we're going to commercial. Be right back. Hey, listeners, if you're anything like me, all apologies to your family. I just kidding. It's likely that they made you this way. No, I'm talking about that. I'm always looking for more GI Joe content, and I think I found it. Stop what you're doing. Okay, don't stop listening to this podcast. Can't you multitask? And go to Facebook slash Special Mission Force. Brian Wilkins is curating all kinds of wonderful, nostalgic G.I. Joe content, including new pics from his fantastic Instagram page, at Special Mission Force. On his Instagram, he's taking photos of Joes out in the wild, in the real world, doing stuff. For me, the two things that stand out the most are his variety of characters that he takes pictures of, and like the depth of field in these pictures. It's just a wonderful job of directing focus for you. I think you really will enjoy his work. So like him on Facebook, follow him on Instagram and Twitter, and get ready for his website, SpecialMissionForce.com. He's a name to watch in the GHO game, so get on board now. Now back to the show. Yeah, I would keep, like, just keep the boxes. I would never throw anything away. So I had, I just, for years and years and years, and, like, the the moment I decided to, all right, I really got to get rid of these boxes, like, five years later, I was like, God, I wish I had kept them because now I can sell them on eBay because, you know, eBay came around and was like, you know, people were like, I'd love to have one of those old boxes. And mine were, like, all mint, pristine. So, like, the original box art for, uh, you know, like, Indiana Jones, and Fate, all the LucasArts stuff, Fate of Atlantis. And, wow. Yeah. Did you ever play that LucasArts stuff? No. I, I, well, I played the Dig, I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dig was that cool. Was yeah. Dig was very cool. Yeah. It's all that, all that stuff. I think my, the big computer games that I just, like, got lost in were the, um, it was later, but, like, the Myst games. Mm-hmm. I would just, you know, just burn through just time like Mist was uh, Mist was like that was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. That really cuz it wasn't it one of the first not it was definitely was like the first but it was one of the early CD games, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. it had like live action elements yeah, to like it. Yeah, like video. Yeah. I think yeah. Even though you just I've still never beaten Mist because you just went to still pictures and clicked on something, right? You know, I think I got to the end of because there was Mist, and then there was Seventh Guest. Oh, see, I never played that one. Do you remember that though? Like the haunted yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a series of puzzles, like logic puzzles, throughout the house. Yeah, yeah, that was. I, I like that one more than Mist. Okay, see, now I have to play that. Yeah, and then they did. I a remember sequel. Riven. Riven. And the mystery. I had an adventure game that I loved when I was a kid, but it was a little over my head when it came out. And then I, years later, I went back with a um, uh, an emulator I found online with an emulator and a um, 
and and like an, uh, a web page with all the cheats. It was called um, the Colonel's Bequest. Oh, uh, it was a Sierra game. Do you remember Sierra? Uh, yeah, I remember the name. Yeah, they would do all these like like they did games like uh, Leisure Suit Larry, and oh. uh, yeah, like games games that were a little more mature, you know, a little more for adults, right. or less. And, and and the thing in their games almost always was you could really die, and it would reset you. Where Lucas Hearts your guy would go to the edge of a cliff and he would go, whoa, 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 I almost fell. You you know, don't kill me. Right, right. Sierra games, they would just let you die. Right. So I would play Colonel's Quest all the time. It was like, yeah, it was great. Um, so, you, got the, you got the disc, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, so Metalhead uh, forced her to kiss him. It's definitely a Me Too moment. <laughs> For sure. It's definitely... There's just some harassment going on. Well, Dylan, it's that time of the show on my pod where I like to ask my guests if you could be a member of the Joe or Cobra team, what would you be and uh, what would your specialty be? I'd have to be a Joe. I'd have to. I yeah. mean, Cobra's be fun to go to yell and scream Cobra as you're running towards something, but I would have to be a Joe. You know, um, I would want to be some sort of like, I feel like because I, I do the, the art and the drawing, I would have to have some sort of like weird, like, like it's like a device that's kind of does something like the portal gun does where I can like draw things and have portals and oh. I don't know, something to do with drawing and like making stuff happen. I like that. I like that. So you and have with they would always partner with me with Snake Eyes because he's so cool and we'd have like this mentor mentee relationship and I'd like so help you're, So you're also get... working with the ninjas. Right, yeah. Wow. So yeah. you're so you're a ninja trainee, yeah, with a gun that can bring your drawings to life. So it's we'll we'll say more. It's probably more like an iPad, right? Like you carry around an iPad and you draw stuff, and it was like what like a satellite beam it down. Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So and you're hanging out with ninjas. It should be oversized though. <laughs> like a phone, it's like an oversized Wall Street phone connection oh okay get my terminal set up and i'd have a terminal and you'd plug in the pad and i'd like i'd be like the support of the ninjas you've been supporting the ninjas with your okay oh i i think <laughs> I, I know i love it i love it um i'm gonna draw it and email it to you <laughs> okay please first of all please do yes we will share that on the show and so now so you're a you're a, you're an artistic tech support ninja. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh my god. Um, how about Scratchpad? That's a great name. That's how about that for your name, Scratchpad? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Scratchpad. I like it. That's really good. Boom. Done. Scratchpad. Okay, Scratchpad. Is it with a K or a C? Oh, I. Well, I was I was going with a, with a C. Do you want it to be with a K? K feels like hardcore. Right. That would be like that's the a, that'd be like if you were a dreadnought. Right. That's like my evil twin. Yes. Yes. And he's the same as me, but different colors. Yes. yes. With a goatee. Welcome right. to welcome to the Joe and Joe team, Scratch Pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm totally gonna draw this. Eventually, you're gonna get an email, and you oh. see, like, we got an email today, guys. I can't. From, uh, I can't wait to share from it. Scratch Pad. Can't wait to share it. Cannot wait to share it. Well, that was the episode. Dylan, what do you think? It was just amazing. <laughs> granny. We're going to do the granny one shot. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know, here, it's, it's fine. 
it's just it's fine it's just what what's going on you know yeah like what's yeah. going on are we what 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 children are going to be excited about a high school old reunion how and, you know it's almost done at this point like or how yeah there's like three episodes after this episode. yeah oh. so this was it's definitely in the final days and and honestly to be honest the tone and tenor of this episode really does feel like a holdover from the first yeah. season, oh, they they yeah. did they did some episodes in the second season that were much much better and more in line with what GI Joe kind of was. So yeah. I feel like this might have been a, a story concept or an actual script that they bought in the first season that they just got around to actually producing. I would uh, not I would not be surprised if that was the case here because it's just so very, so very very you know it's just a it's a lot you know. But it is what it is. It's Metal Heavy Reunion, and Granny lives on forever. She does. We should uh, fabricate like a the 3D printer, like a Granny figure. Hey, man, as long as we're talking 3D printers, I've said this before on the show, and it's, it's apropos of nothing we've talked about. But I, I, I want to know why do people fabricate or 3D print um, pieces for like the old G.I. Joe toys? Because I know people are on the market for like making their own USS flag and things like that. Why has that not been 3D scanned and 3D printed and we just all get our own USS flag? I don't know. I just need That's an answer. That's a great question. Yeah, I need an answer. Or, you know, uh, the various pieces that always broke off various parts of the G.I. Joe figures. Like, shouldn't we, can't we just scan those and make those? I don't know anything about 3D printing, but I feel like that's a market. Anyway, Dylan Campbell, scaredbythebell.com. Listeners, you need to go to it. You need to check out his comic book. You will be delighted and overjoyed with it. Absolutely. Thanks, man. And um, scratch pad forever. Scratch pad for life. Dylan, thank you so much for being on Joe on Joe. Now you, Joe, and Joeing is half the battle.